fuel, baby. 420, 420. <laughs> if we're going to do it right, we're going to do it right. Esso got the green off for the 420. Oh, yeah, definitely. This is on purpose. Onpurpose.com. <laughs> I don't got no green, but I can, if you want to count this. And we had to start it off right with the Bubsy. Kiki. Little vibes. But 420 is a regular day for you every day. Every day is 420. Every day is definitely 420 over here, you know. The last time we had had you on the show, we did uh, something live in in Brooklyn and we had like took off real, real quick, but I felt like it didn't have the correct like time and and effect. It was a little bit of uh, ahead of his time. The, the, ahead of the his conversation time. was a little early. Yeah. Yeah, because they didn't legalize it yet, but yeah. it was getting real close. They were like, real, what is, he, is he trying to get us to sell drugs? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, it, it was real close to getting legalized. It was know? more like, a, um, you know, the, the perspective I was coming was like, you know, just get ready, be prepared. Mm-hmm. Don't toot your nose up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Thinking like maybe it's not going to happen or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Because the way it came about, it just... It's like one day it's not legal, the next day it's legal. Were you ready for that wave? Of course. I've been ready since like 2001, to be honest with you. Mm. You know? That's how long I've been waiting. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You knew it was going to happen? Because people didn't think it would ever happen in New York. We saw it happen in Jersey. Right. Did you get the heads up? Because you've been in the know for years. I mean. Did someone send you that kite and say, yo, get ready? No, what happened was it was like around the year 2000. Right, and it was like, yo, weed is um, legal out west. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It was like Denver, uh, Seattle, and then California was was looking at the legality too, like be legalized. And I was like, I was like, if those places is legalizing it, it's definitely gonna come here. I don't know when it's gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? But you know, it's gonna happen. And from that moment, I was like, you know, how can I legalize this shit right now? You know what I'm saying? Like, how can I legalize this weed shit right now? Like, and I started a record company called Purple City. You know what I'm saying? And my campaign was basically piffing stores. You know what I'm saying? Because to be tapped into my music side of things was like to be tapped in with my weed side of things. Mm. They went hand in hand. You know what I'm saying? To be tapped in with me, you had to tap in with the weed first and then the music was there also. You feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I, I felt successful transitioning from just weed to music. And still having like, you know, the same the same benefits, which is getting money. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, the vision went back uh, quite a while, you know. But you've been smoking weed for a long time. Mm-hmm. It ain't been legal, so you're known to have had and sold weed for a long time, and it wasn't legal. Right? Is there any special way that you figured out how to navigate? around catching charges because it's legal now, right? right? Mm-hmm. But I've known you for a long time. You know me if, for, we went to high school. Okay, okay. <laughs> so so if, so. I, so if I can speak on it. You can speak on it. I used to come to your crib and the whole fucking wall in the pathway was nothing but weed everywhere to the point that you would be like, yo, come roll up. And I would be like, nah, nigga, because I know this shit going to get ran down on. It got, it got to get ran down on. So why, why, why am I going to sit in here and smoke with y'all when I'm only trying to buy the weed? And he would have free bud. And he'd be like, yo, just come in. Cop the bud. He would give me more bud. If I yep. cop the buck, he would give me... 
250, yeah. 200, 200 Bucks, dollars, been legendary for that. Then he would be like, yo, come in the Got crib. That. Smoke Dizza would be in there before he would smoke Dizza. Yeah. He'd like, mm-hmm. come in the crib. And I would come in the crib and I would be like, nah, nigga, it's too much weed in this motherfucker. You thought the like, SWAT team was going to come one day? Yo, bro. It wasn't even for everybody, to be honest with you. Like, people that I grew up with, you know what I'm saying, who, you know what I'm saying, was living legal lives, you know what I'm saying? And this is in the 90s, yeah. early 90s, like, first phase of it, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It was only really people who were built for that type of shit that was coming and chilling, like, niggas who went to jail, niggas who hustle in the streets. That's That was, like, my association at that time. All right. You dig what I'm saying? Absolutely. So when I would, like, you know, my friends from school that I know they smoke weed, it's like, yo, you're going to have to go to a spot regardless. So you might as well come to my shit. Yeah. Because I'm going to make sure you're good anyway. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You ain't going to get locked up in my shit. You know what I'm saying? And I had a long run with that shit, man. A very long run. I started a lot of shit with that shit. You know what I'm saying? As far as being black. It wasn't even about me having weed or I'm some special person with weed. It was about me being black and having weed. And being knowledgeable. And, because people wasn't... I mean... Being knowledgeable, I don't know if it's really about it was about being knowledgeable, but I happened to be knowledgeable of it. Because I mean, I, but that's what set you apart from everybody else that was doing that's, it. That's, that's a fact. But you know what though, mm-hmm. like in thinking about stuff like, because I've thought about that throughout the years, like what makes me so different? Because I could know someone who's basically, you know, what I'm saying at the bottom of the barrel as as far as the food chain, and you look at them like they got, you know, they don't have that many um, advantages in life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they make a lot of money doing this shit. Mm-hmm. More than us, because they're connected to the community that's actually buying this shit. Gotcha. So you don't really have to be smart to sell weed. Mm-hmm. You know what really? I'm saying? No, no, no. I didn't think that you had to be smart. I but mean, to, I be, to be what, progressive in it. In the, but, you know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah. when I think about you, you've mm-hmm. always been progressive with the bud. When people would try to talk about, oh, bud, do this. Nah, do you know bud, do this. This is what you could do. Right. This is how you could grow it. You can literally do tutorials on weed on different ways to make money to grow it to mm-hmm. cultivate it to brand it you know what i'm saying i've done all those things i've grown i've you know my beginning roots in cannabis goes all the way back to ithaca new york you think what i'm saying ithaca. Oh, yeah which is like a hippie town yeah it's a college town cornell ithaca mm-hmm. college mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying when i when i got over there it was a whole grow culture okay everybody grew weed so just because you had weed, you know, a lot of those kids would be like, laugh at you, like, ah, you got, where'd you get that from? Mm. You got some Mexican bunk weed. Look what we got. Some exotic shit. Con Bud, Tompkins County, Green Bud, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Zombie weed. You know, that's when the names first started coming around. Mm. Even though in New York we had Sass, Dabla. Chocolate, right? Chocolate, Haze, okay. Skunk, Lamb Spread, yeah. Alcapoco. Hydro. Hydro. You know what I'm saying? We had pellet, all types of shit in New York. New York is a great place because people want to get high and for the low in New York. Mm-hmm. They want to get high and for cheap. And that's why in that, in that era, New York was a melting pot for drugs. Because gotcha. we had it. It was the hub. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, yeah, I came up with a lot of growers. You know what I'm saying? I put my, I tried my hand in that, but what I realized was that in anything in life that you want to fuck with, you got to know what you're aiming for. You dig mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, you got to know, have a vision of, as far as what you signing up for. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, in the beginning, I just used weed as like an easy thing because it was like I sold it, mm-hmm. I smoked it, I smoked good weed, 
So people who would come around me and would smoke with me and be like, yo, where did you get that from? Mm-hmm. And that was the epiphany of me being like, where I get it from, I got it. Fuck mm-hmm. what you talking about? I got it on me. What's up? You don't got to go to the spot and cop a nick. I got it right here. What's mm-hmm. up? So I go buy an ounce. Start, and that's how my shit as a kid started. That's how it started. You know what I'm saying? And that was a safe hustle. I was really selling coke and bricks of coke and doing all types of scandalous shit straight mm-hmm. in when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. When I was in high school, I left. I scored 1350 on my SATs and I was just like, I'm not going to college. It's quiet. I'm going upstate with my niggas getting money. And that's what I actually did. You, you I didn't think, never look back. You didn't think you'd be able to get your shit off in college? Because, you know, the I mean, vibe, the Well, the way, I, well the, the way I grew up, right? You know what I'm saying? My mother's from Louisiana. My father's from Trinidad. So my mother- Trinity to the bone? Right. So my mother was a Jehovah Witness. She's a, she is mm-hmm. a Jehovah Witness. Yeah. So some of that stuff, it's just like- I get you. You know what I, I'm saying? Yeah. I, once you said that, I got it. Yeah. My pops, on the other hand, is like I came up with the best of both worlds of being mm-hmm. like, this is the code on this and this is, you know what I mean? Not that. You know what I'm saying? So, how you feel about coming up with the terminology "piff"? Piff. Well, yo, all right. So, that interview we so, did. So, so, let me explain the word "piff." Right. So, yeah. back in the days when you know, what I'm saying I had the haze and all that. You know, I was looking for a new word because mm-hmm. I always had a little, you know, like heightened beast words. Yeah. Oh, I used to be doing. You're from Harlem. That's why. And, I, and I was out of town hustling, getting money, uh-huh. and I always had the, you know, a lot of girls around me. So I was always personal with the girls and being the life of the party. You know what I'm saying? My name is Bubs from Champagne. So I always had champagne. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All the weed. I always had all the weed. Like mm-hmm. I just always had it since I started fucking with this shit. That's cap. I mean, that's that's no cap. You always had when the, we was in when you was in college, you I was always had the bud. My OGs thought I went to Morgan State. Yeah. <laughs> he always you know what had happened, the bud. My OG was current. like, you know, we was hustling. I was hustling weed in and Cummins and in, in the new school, right? Yeah. New building. New building. Right. Yeah. And my OG that I was getting the weed from, you know what I'm saying? My man was like, yo, that nigga, you know, they used to call me India. So he's like, yo, India want to come out of town with us. He want to work in the spot with us. Like, because he had the he like, yo, leave that boy alone. He he's he in college, getting his education, let that yeah. nigga rock. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He was like, what? That nigga is on the lamb, nigga. That nigga doesn't go to that college. He was <laughs> like, yo, yo, tell that nigga to come with us, my nigga. Leave them niggas alone. Let them niggas get their education, my nigga. Fuck you. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've been, that was a time when I really, was like it was wild money and weed, mm. hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, That's what even you millions. Doing? I was, we was doing like, you know, at that time, it wasn't even Ari, it wasn't even considered Ari, it was skunk weed. Mm-hmm. You dig know what I'm saying? So we were doing like 100, 200 pounds every week on some, you know, what, what that's was, 200 bands. What was a bad year for you, money wise, weed? 200K, 300K? What you mean, a bad year? A bad year of money, like the lowest amount you had coming. Because we can go high, but. Just to give people a scale of how much was coming. I don't in. even want to talk about that shit. Understood. Because I'm not gonna lie, like I don't want to cap, but like I made more money in one month than you know what I'm saying. Niggas making a whole fucking lifetime. You know what I'm saying? Successful people. So you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'll leave it at that, man. Like I ain't here to be like I'm some super rich because I'm not the richest person, and I never feel like that. So I don't feel like showing off on anybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not gonna be the joker, the, the laughing stock of the room, and niggas is like, oh, he thought he was rich. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he don't got this. He don't got that. But I have different priorities. Yeah, of course. In my life, you know what I'm saying, and how I view success. I don't view success as opposed to like how much money you have. I view success about how many accomplishments you accomplish, and if you have a peace of mind at the end of that shit. And that means having money too. Because if you don't have no money, you damn sure don't have a peace of mind. 
You dig what I'm saying? Something baffles me a little bit. What's up? I I, I met y'all both separately. Mm-hmm. What he's done in the music industry and what you've done in the music industry. How come y'all had never converged to really put y'all music knowledge together? I just for the years I've known that. Huh? I can answer that. I, I can answer that. Oh, yeah, let me, let me hear both yeah. Like, yeah, you give your answer. Yeah, honestly, I didn't even think about that. First of all, I didn't even know he was Purple City or Shice Buzz. <laughs> I know his real name, and he knows my real name. That's a fact. How I found out that he was Purple City and Shice Bubs is my singer at the time, Yummy, had a mixtape, mm. right? And we had the mixtape, and we were listening to the mixtape. I was like, who's these niggas? She was like, yo, this Purple City, whatever. And they had the cover. Yeah. So we breaking down the weed on the cover. You know how you take the cover out and use the glass piece? The cover, yeah. I'm looking at the cover. I'm like, this is fucking Purple City and Shice Bubs. Like, get the fuck out of here. I know this nigga. This is my yeah. man. My I school, called college. him on the phone that's from a, the car. That's a fact. <laughs> I, just I was in the fucking car with her. Me, her, and Rock Wilder was in the car looking for weed, and she's rolling up the last little bit of weed we got. This was like, pardon me, Lord, but I was like, this is God saying because I needed some fucking butt. <laughs> and they opened the shit up, and I'm like, yo, I'm, this nigga ain't no fucking purple. I'm like, this look like, I ain't gonna say his name, I'm like, this look like son. Mm-hmm. Yo, nigga, I'm on this floor. I'm, I'm sitting here, and <laughs> are you Purple City and Shice Bub? Yeah. I need that bug. Come over here. Boom. And that's when you had the, it was purple haze or whatever that one with the it crystals was, on The funny it. thing is that it was never purple. Hello? It was always green. Beige. Green, beige. So well, how did the name take off then? Because I marketed it. I, I did marketing behind it. I thought it had it was, purple, gonna, purple strands nah, in bro. it. Nah, I'm going to keep it real with you, bro. Ooh. It was like a little inside joke that I had with myself, which was that I'm about to market something that's purple haze and it's not purple. You dig? Mm. And I marketed the shit out of that shit. And back to the word piff because I be yeah. strained with that. Okay, yeah. You know what I'm saying? My little homies, right? Not my little homies, but the the, the, the homies yeah. had the word piff, right? And, you know, they used to be saying that shit. Uncasa, 145th, the twins, right? Mm. And they used to be like, everything was piff. Like, yo, Rand, that had his piff. Piff. I remember that vibe. Yo, that was early 2000. That was, oh, that, was that was 99. 99. That was yeah, yeah. I was right? ninety nine. Oh, this shirt, this is this shirt is pissed, bro. Yeah, right. So these niggas is all in my crib at the same time. All of these niggas, right? And they talking about this is piff, and I'm like, this is the word I'm about to use for weed. These niggas is bugging. Mm-hmm. I pulled out like ten pounds, my nigga, of of it, nigga. I T E T, nigga. That shit come from me, nigga. Y'all niggas know what it is, man. Stop playing with me, man. Listen, I was like, yo. I don't know what the fuck y'all niggas is talking about, but this is the piff right here, nigga, and I'm the gatekeeper. Fuck is y'all niggas talking about? As a matter of fact, piff in stores, nigga. New album coming out. Fuck is y'all niggas talking about, nigga? You know what I'm saying? And guess what? You know, niggas, niggas felt some type of way in the yes. beginning because yeah. it was their word and they was campaigning, but I flipped it. Mm-hmm. I flipped it into something else and still showed niggas love at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Gave them the platform too to use. You know what I'm saying? If they utilize it how they wanted to, it was it was definitely there for them to use it. If they didn't, you know, maybe it was timing. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah, but he, but yo, I'm just I'm just reflecting on and this that ain't time. Even like, I'm not even saying it in like a defensive way or anything, mm-hmm. but it's just like what I did with the word was I marketed the word and I put the word into the into the, the system into the system mm-hmm. for real. And you know, 
Everybody said it. Like, we was all gang. Like, we dipset. So, at the end of the day, if I say something, you say something, it's the same shit. It don't matter who started what. It wasn't, that's not what we got into the shit originally mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. It just was like, as we was going along, people was gravitating to so much shit that was like a nigga natural attributes. You feel what I'm saying? From the way when a nigga wear his shirt, to the way a nigga wear his hat, to the, to the, to the clothes a nigga picking, color coordination, all of that shit. You dig? Mm-hmm. So how having how, the weed? How was all y'all on, on a whole nother topic? How how was all y'all just dipset when y'all went? Did it come about because y'all just grew up together? Did nah, it come about from going to do shows? How did all y'all in- intertwine and become like a literal part of dipset? Well, I'm gonna keep it real. Like I didn't grow up with niggas. Niggas was adults by the time we met. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, I was already in jail. I was already hit my rock bottom point as far as being in the streets where I was kind of like trying to look for something else to do. Mm-hmm. You dig what I'm saying? I got a job. I kind of like quit hustling a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I didn't really quit. I started, for, what happened was I quit selling hard drugs and I, and I embraced weed and I started selling weed. Gotcha. And that was my ticket. You know what I'm saying? Because my view on weed is that it's a survival tool for human beings. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I was gifted it. You know what I'm saying? So when I was gifted it, I was I just used it for everything. Mm-hmm. As everything. What like, you mean by gifted it? What I mean by gifted it? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was like I was I was doing shit and I ain't gonna lie, I've been in a lot of dark places. You okay. know what I'm saying? I've been in jail, you know, so I said it in my first verse in the belly of the beast, shites the barbarian. You dig yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that was real shit. And I was dealing with a lot of demons at the time. You dig what I'm saying? So when I started making good decisions. You know, I kind of got gifted from other angels. Like, yo, we offer you something. And I was like, what? What? Weed. Oh, weed? I'll take it. I got Man, you. I, I don't understand because I, I, I don't understand I what you it. mean gifted. I'll it. take it. it. And it was nothing. It wasn't no like, it was just a gift. It was like, yo, we offer you this as like a key to life. And I was just like, I'll take it. And I am going to lie. I've done, I've done, it's like Jesus doing miracles. I've mm-hmm. done miracles. Even me being a rapper. You that that's, was that was that's like nigga walking world. on water mm-hmm. and getting props and clout for it and niggas really jacking this shit and I don't even rap. Mm-hmm. I actually was rapping to show niggas how to fuck the work in the studio. You know what I'm saying? Like this is what you're supposed to be doing. I don't care about. The, I'm the boss, my nigga, of my own shit, not of Dipset, mm-hmm. not of anyone, just of my own destiny. Mm-hmm. I control my shit. I don't work for nobody. Mm-hmm. When I did, I quit that shit, my nigga, and I started my own shit. Yeah, niggas mad at me because I said I never work for nobody. They 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 tightened me on the ground. I work with people. I know. I work. I do partnerships. I've done. I've done a lot of partnerships. Every business that I've done has been a partnership. No, I'm saying I've never had a job like a check in, like a nine to five. I have worked for somebody. It was some lame shit. I ain't gonna lie. Not to diss anyone who has a nine to five. Of course not. When you have as much energy as myself, and you you know. You don't need a nine to five. For I don't. That. I create nine to five. You 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 can go get you some money, but I that's create scary. opportunities not just for myself but other people to do things and mm-hmm. to be great at whatever their niche is. You dig what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's my niche. Not just weed is my gift, but my niche is marketing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's my that's my niche. I'm, I'm a. You gotta market if you. I always tell people this. Puffy told me if you have a great pot, mm-hmm. if you have a great product. And you don't market it and nobody knows about it. You have nothing. And the thing is, you can't. You see, we live in a, in a society right now where it's like we have to market it, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't market my own shit. I put 
open opportunities for other people to market my my work. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. I'm not a self glorifier. I don't. I have a hard time of like. I like taking pictures. You know what I'm saying? I'm very photogenic. I like pictures. I'm an artsy guy like that. So I like taking pictures of myself. But I'm not marketing myself myself personally. Like my work, Smokers Club. We have a website for that. Mm-hmm. We have a whole Instagram for the Smokers Club. Perp Invaders the same way. I use it sometimes to give it a little push and bring awareness, mm-hmm. but I'm not going extra hard with that because I want other people to have jobs and have things to do besides trying to follow what the fuck I'm doing and not, you know what I'm saying? Like a nigga watch you and then be like, if you don't include them, if you don't have an opportunity mm-hmm. for them to, to use their niche, the enemy. guess what they're going to do? They're going to go find their own niche and go get the fuck away from you yeah. and probably copy 40 to 50% of your shit. Mm-hmm. And that's what I always used to be like, that was always the scary thing when you're coming out. And when Esso and I was talking business, I was like, yo, we got to hit hard. And he's mm-hmm. like, why? And a lit nigga will sit there and say, he ain't moving fast enough. I'm a, like you said, jack 40% of that motherfucking shit. And by the time they got their shit rolling, they're going to say, oh, Bubsy was copying when it, you the originator. I don't even care about that. No, I know that. Because you know what? At the end of the day, it's all about formula and can you mm. execute all the time. He said that too. And I've been in this game 20 years in people's face and I'm great. I'm in a great place. I've been in a great place. I don't talk about my finances because my finances are great. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm good. That's you, it. You mentioned demons. Like, any particular mm-hmm. thing. That, and it's not that I want to be nosy, but I noticed that, like, when grown men are talking about the shit they went through, mm-hmm. it really is comforting to other men to see that shit. Like, they reflect a little different. Anything well, a that lot was- of times before you go to jail... Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you end up in that in that doghouse, you know what I'm saying? You you might have a you know a reflection with yourself before you mm. get yourself in that situation. And sometimes the conscious is a strong thing. And you you have heard of the conjuring? You can conjure different things if you're not careful with your thoughts and the way them shits could take you. Especially if you're under the influence of drugs, alcohol, sex, um, PTSD, anything can affect that shit and that shit can materialize into other Things. You know what I'm saying? Any crazy things you were conjuring? Like- I mean, at the time, you know what I'm saying? When, when, when the, you know, I always knew that, I always heard that it was like the spirit force that was not to be played with. You know yeah. And, you know, that didn't really sit well with me because I was like, I never heard of no spirit force, not even God. Like, I never heard God or, you know what I'm saying? Nothing. Even when I was forced to, not forced to pray, but when they, you know, your parent, your mother be like, yo, say a prayer. Yeah. Like, I don't want to do that, man. I'm talking to the sky, like, what's, what's at the a pro- young age, yeah. I was on that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And, you know, as you get older, you know what I'm saying? When you do have that conversation with something that you don't see it and you just hearing shit, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that darkest place of, you know, being perplexed about your next move when you've been making bad decisions, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? And fucking with the streets and drugs, coming from a working back. Like, the school we went to was one of the smartest, you know what I'm saying, all-black public schools in New York City. We was number one when we was there. Number you know one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so everything I did, I made a choice. It wasn't something that I grew up into. You dig what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I made the choices to play over this shit. So, you know what I'm saying? When I got in the dark places, you know what I'm saying? It, it was it was crazy shit. I'm not going to lie. It was like death on the line. So it's like God ain't helping me. 
He's this is not even his shit. He don't even fuck with that. You dig what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's like, if the, if if I was weighing the scales of what's right and what's wrong, it's like I'm in the I'm on the I'm on the bad side. You in the red. I'm gonna tell you some real shit about Bud because this is 420. Mm-hmm. We all been in dark places. That's what I'm right? trying to say. Yeah. The Bud is what helped me get through. Heard you. So when people used to say that Bud is this bad thing, and I would be like, nah, Bud actually takes my consciousness and my thinking to a whole nother level. Right. So I understand everybody, it everybody doesn't have the same effects. Especially with, it's your perspective going into it though. Right. Mm. But the weed for me, I wake up on 10. I wake up like, yo, well, the, the weed, as soon as I wake up, I wake and bake. It brings me down. I start thinking. I start thinking about what I got to do today. I'm mm-hmm. motivated. If I get bored, if I'm driving around, I could smoke. It helps me think further. I'm not worried about the time as much. Is your heart rate? Does it calm your heart rate? There? I don't. I don't know. But it, it just makes me a calmer person. Mm-hmm. If my wife pisses me off, the first thing I do is I, I go roll up. See, back in the days, they would be like, "Oh, that's not a. That's bad for drugs. you to go do. Mm-hmm. You want drugs and you depressed and all that." But nah, it, it it would actually keep me from not being mad. It would it would bring my my um that's an intelligent how how tense that uh-huh. i was right mm-hmm. how tense or riled up that i was it calmed me down right and then the better weed that i smoked when i went i was like damn this shit don't give me the munchies like this do you know what i'm saying when you go to california it's a stronger bud so it had put me to sleep at first right but when you get used to the stronger bud, enjoy that shit, it huh? has a different effect on mm-hmm. you. You know what I'm saying? So when people would say weed this, weed that, I would I couldn't really feel what they were saying. I would be like, do you smoke? Because y'all talking about y'all, y'all, y'all are talking like people who don't smoke weed. It's a be- lot of assumptions when it comes to that. Yeah, because if you smoke, you'll be like, what are you talking about, bro? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not what occurs. That's what you think occurs. That's why I know you don't indulge. Uh, you don't indulge in smoking. Like, for niggas who like to have sex, everybody before they have sex, whether it's before or during or when you bust your nut or both, you smoking. It's that's the combination. When I'm getting ready to fuck with my wife, I'm, yo, I'm smoking. When she see me rolling up, she like, oh, so you about to get into your... Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's time. When I wake and bake and it helps me move my bowels and shit and I'm walking around light and y'all not and y'all tits, that's because I'm smoking the medicinal. So if you willing to take all this Viagra and all these drugs, this Western medicine, which they don't understand, that breaks your body down. This is all natural. And now they got medicinal stuff for the ball players for their knees. For their back, CBD, for their PTSD, mm-hmm. they got pills for you because people believe the old marketing. The old marketing was just to put black people in jail because black fact. people in Harlem was essentially so they say that some of the first people to grow and smoke weed. So of course, if it's a white man, they want to stop that and say go back to the coke and all that because that's where we can lock you up at. Mm-hmm. Period. They even did movies on it, like to just make people think that weed was not the right thing to do. And I'm not telling people what, but when you become of of age, if you having psychological problems, you thinking wrong, you feeling depressed, you can't think straight. Roll up and burn you some good bud. It'll change your life. I agree. I want to touch on something. Like, mm-hmm. 
when we were sitting down, you was talking to, because you know the biggest, one of the big fads right now is the pre-rolls. Because mm-hmm. you know people, it's easy, it's immediate. A lot of people ain't rollers, and you are breaking it down. You're like, that's like the worst shit to fuck with. Can, can you give, like, you know, a breakdown? I mean, pre-rolls are for people who want to smoke, but they don't know how to roll. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. that's a high percentage of people. High percentage. There's people that I'm smoke every day, three, four times a day, <laughs> and can't roll for shit. And I think the reason why they do that and they don't want to learn is because they don't want to up their habit. Because once they it learn how to roll. Habit, Shice, it I bet. It changed, it changed everything because once you when start I learned rolling to roll. Up, it's like, you don't got to wait for somebody to roll up. I can roll up anytime I freaking feel like it now. That's mm-hmm. a fact. Now your consumption is up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But back to the question yeah, about pre-roll. why we never work together. Okay. Right? Oh, no, no. But answer his big Tell the pre-roll. pre-roll. What you told us about the pre-roll, how it's not the good way. Oh, this is what it is. The pre-roll is basically, you know, people would like to say it's the top of the bud, but it's not. It's usually like the smalls or the bottom of the weed. You know what I'm saying? The mm. shake. They might sprinkle some keef in there, give it a little, you know what I'm saying? But mm. like I said, it's for entry-level smokers who don't who don't want to roll up. Yeah. You dig know what I'm saying? They have some premium ones with companies that might put some good shit in it. You dig know what I'm saying? He so said might. He said might. They might. But them shits cost a lot. You could tell by the price. Okay. You could tell by the price. When it's like $150, $200 for a pre-roll, then you know there's something going on with that. Okay. You know? And uh, I like to smoke tobacco. So, you know, if you're buying a pre-roll, I would suggest getting the joint paper pre-rolls because tobacco pre-rolls is just like the worst shit ever. I got you. Tobacco actually sucks the life right out of the, the weed. It just absorbs it. And when you like that shit, if you say we roll a blunt and we wait about four hours to smoke mm-hmm. it, that shit is going to be harsh. It's going to taste like caca. You dig uh, what I'm saying? Got mm-hmm. you. So you got to smoke it right away. You got to roll it tobacco. and light it and smoke, smoke it. it fresh. Fresh. You don't want to smoke it. See, that's what still. people don't know because, yeah. like me, I'll I don't roll smoke up something. I'll roll up something. Because I smoke so much, I get tired of rolling, right. right? So I'll roll up two or three blunts, and then you write. When I come back to it, the first one tastes like this, and I never knew this. This is just me, and I'm like, damn, what, like... Why does this don't taste right? Is this rap different? Did I fuck something up? But now now you screwing you know, me. And you know what the worst thing is? When you pre-roll them, right, the, the blunts, yeah. and you put it back in the package. Oh, forget it. What you mean? Because look... You take it and you put it back in the package. I mm-hmm. told you that the tobacco leaf absorbs. It just absorbs the weed. Mm-hmm. It absorbs it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it it just it just tastes nasty Like after it's rolled too long. Like if it's just sitting there for like over an hour, mm-hmm. it's going to taste different no matter what. And if you put it back in the backwood pack, that whole pack is a tobacco pack. So it's going to absorb that, that mm-hmm. shit. And it's going to keep that. it fresh, but... It's it's still absorbing. It's still still sucking out even more. I got you. Pause. Pause. Yeah. So why we didn't work together? So why we didn't work together? Let me tell you. When we was in high school, right? (laughs) Rand was the man. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) On some on some other shit, like you know what? He was a ladies' man. You know what Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And you know me, I was just like on some like cool shit, whatever. I was I was doing other shit. I was doing on bad timing. You dig what I'm saying? I was mad smart. We always we always smart in our school. That wasn't nothing. So. As college went on, Rand, you know, he used to do parties in college. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Then he got into the music industry. Couple, A couple of our friends from high school got into the music industry. You dig what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, being back then, it's like, yo, my man is in the music industry. You know what I'm saying? 
that's like a big thing. That's like, yeah, yeah, my man, you know what I'm saying? My man went to school. He's Freshly doing this. Then, my upper yeah. man is doing this. Uh -huh. My upper man is doing that. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? And you're just happy for a person. You dig what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So when I when I got into the music industry, I got in by myself. Yeah. I didn't, Van didn't get me in the music industry. Mm -hmm. I got myself in through my my trials and tribulations in life would landed me to make decisions to even fuck with that type of shit. You dig what I'm saying? So when I got on and I was doing my shit, it was like, yeah, Rand, I'm in the game too now. It wasn't really like, yo, let's work together, do some shit. Like, that's goofy. I'm in on I'm I'm in on yeah. I'm in on for weed. I'm running my play. Like he was dipset. Like he, he was doing hip hop saying? and yeah, I was doing and I was doing singing stuff. And I managing. Came from court. He was, he was I was managing. managing. I, I just feel like the symmetry, the the history. The way y'all both think, the way y'all both understand marketing. Cause I still remember how you came up to me when we first met and how you had all the rappers together. You, you birthed all these new lit niggas that everyone loves right now. Like you godfathered a lot of the weed rap unintentionally and intentionally. Yeah, definitely intentionally. You know, there wasn't nobody in that lane. If you was back in the days, if you was trying to be like you was some weed, I would have been. I would have been in your box. Like, what's up, my nigga? What are you talking mm -hmm. about? Yeah. When, when you start doing that, mm -hmm. yeah, that that is very true. When you start doing that, because you are the godfather. I was going at anybody who's saying purple anything. I didn't give a fuck. Nigga, yeah. I was all in, playing with the forces. Like, play with me if you want, my nigga. Play with me if you want. But then I, I lightened up because I'm like, yo, you can't be in your feelings when you got the gift. You are being, you bugging the fuck out. You want to lose the gift? We are, we are but Shice, back then, it was the industry was different. It was rough. It was different. I, I, I tell people that I am a self-proclaimed, I'm a college boy. I'm a graduate. I'm from South Jamaica, Queens. Everybody knows what, what I was about. I was about chicks, getting that money, and playing basketball. That was it. I wasn't trying to sell no drugs. I wasn't trying to shoot nobody. wasn't trying to kill nobody. Well, I wasn't into it at all. Right. Was everybody else into it that I was rocking with? 110%. I didn't need to be. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But at that time, you had to have, people had to know you had beast in you in the industry in order for you to survive. That's a fact. So I went from a college kid to a kid that a, a dude tried to murder me. I survived it. Running around with bulletproof vests and two guns, et cetera, et cetera. Because at that time, people was up in your face at all times. We was aggressively. outside. You was aggressive. I mean, we was outside, though. It wasn't no social media. It was like pay phone, cell phone, beeper. Yes. In your, in it, your face. It. Yo, it was you, in your face. Like, like, and everybody see the game is small now, right? And people know about social media, but back then, nobody knew nothing. So the game was everybody that we we all knew that if there was a problem, where did my mother, I'm going to see shice here today. It's happening today. Because mm -hmm. it ain't a lot of influx of people. We are the game. We make yeah. the parties. If you if there's hookers or skeezers in there, we bought them personally. Yeah. There was no list. They was, oh, these are the four bras to be with Shice. These the six bras to be with Rand. Everybody knew what was going six on. Six with me, four with you. Okay, six <laughs> with you, four with me. It's cool, because y'all was dipset, so y'all had a couple more niggas. I, I'm by myself. There's one thing about that, right? <laughs> Even though that affiliation was there, it never felt like you were a part of it. Not in a bad way. It always felt like, yo, and I always say this with Essel when he does eight at the table, you always reminded me of Batman in the Justice League. 
Thank you. I mean, so if people want, you know what that means. You know what it is, man? And, you know, I came into my situation with knowledge of self of who I was and what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. You dig what I'm saying? And when I started fucking with Dipset, you know, I got on with them niggas through them. Like Jim and Jewels, Cam and Zeke. No other members. Mm-hmm. I didn't meet them through like somebody's man, like that knows Cam or that knows like I met Cam through Jim. Gotcha. I met Jim through Jewels. Mm-hmm. I met Jewels because I approached him on my own mm-hmm. on some shit like, you know what I'm saying? He was mm-hmm. my man's little man, but that wasn't my relationship with him. When I approached him, it was on something I got weed type shit, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? Got you. And they just blossomed from there. Yeah, because you know, like I came from a crew of niggas. So dealing with them was like, and my niggas was all locked up at the time and getting locked up. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, it was like me starting over with a new crew. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I kind of like could see what was going to happen before it even happened because I already had went through the shit. Now, I think you, I think we all know this, but do you think that the affiliation with them helped your legend and your weed business grow? Of course. I mean, I'm going to keep it real with you. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for that situation, I don't, I don't even know what the story would be, okay. but- that was all part of the story. It was intentionally part that of the was story. The major part it was of the like, marketing. yo, I'm gonna fuck with them niggas and watch what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Because I got the gift, man. It wasn't about music. It wasn't about nothing. It was about me having the gift of weed. That was it. It was nothing stopping my my moves. I was trying new shit. You know what I'm saying? Like new miracles. Like that's what I was about to ask you. Like, go through the process of I'm gonna get on this song and give my flyness. I would my never I never had that thought. I never had that thought, like, I'm going to get on this song and have... No, I mean, the the <laughs> genesis of now is the time to maneuver as... I told you, when I recorded the hit record, I was given a demonstration mm. in, in my studio that I was that was mine. You dig what I'm saying? Was that the one that Sydney helped, helped Yeah, that's okay. a fact. You know okay. I'm saying? I was like, yo, say me and Rand chilling, right? Mm-hmm. We in my office, right? And he's the artist. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uncasa was the artist at the time. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? He like, I'm like, yo, man, I'm not going to lie. People be coming to the studio, I'm saying, be sitting in here for five, six hours, not recording shit. I ain't really jacking that. Man, niggas want to get on a tape. Like, niggas got to be in and out. Let me show you what I'm talking about, because you be doing the same shit. You know what I'm saying? Come on, let me show you what I'm talking about. <laughs> yo, Aguilar, make a beat. Make me a beat. Nigga like, for you? All right. He started making a beat. He got the baseline in, like, literally five minutes. Yeah, take five minutes to do that. Five minutes. Right? You just rhymed on the baseline. I just rhymed on the baseline because that's the cleanest part. You know, when the yeah, beat starts exactly. getting... Yeah. It, might, it, start, might, it might jumble your mind. No, it try, your if you're not off. a rapper, rapper. And not for nothing, yeah. I promise you this. The reason why Aguilar was my in-house producer is because the nigga left a CD right in my crib. And I didn't know it was his, like, a blank joint. And one of my first CDs, I picked, like, five beats off the CD that happened to be his joint. Gotcha. And when I was listening to that particular CD, I remember saying to myself, I was like, yo, I don't even rap, but I could rap on every one of these fucking beats, yo. Mm. And I sound kind of gangster on this shit, too. Like, you <laughs> know what I'm saying? I always, I, I never thought I could rap. We had niggas yeah. who rap was pedestal for rapping. Like, they've been yeah, rapping absolutely. since high school. Like, yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So, you know what I mean? I, I, I went in there. I wrote to the baseline. Then I was like, yo, look, man, there's a couple things on this record you got to do. I was like, I hate when niggas get on records and they don't introduce themselves on a record. You hear a hot record. You know, we like to be in the know. Chase Bubs. 
You yeah. start to rhyme. I started it off with that, nigga. This is me, nigga. Don't ever get it fucked. Because guess what? Imagine if I didn't say my name. Niggas would not know no, my fucking name. Exactly. They would be like, the guy from the first verse. Verse. Well, we know that about marketing. That's why I wear my I shirt. I would take Philip Randolph. They wear my name on it. Exactly. Come on, my nigga. This is my this man is... got my name on the hat right there like that. Come on, man. That's the first rule of marketing. Come say on, your, mention say your, your name. name man. Say yeah. your name. Say your name. Don't be scared. And not only say your name, but what do you represent, nigga? Yes. Who are you? Mm. Where you from? What do you wear? Like, I need to Shanks know about Bubs, you. You know I'm a veteran. 10th grade, I was a varsity letterman, nigga. Fuck wrong with you, nigga. Yeah. Introduced the crack that we had it to Maryland, nigga. Mm-hmm. Fiends knocking at the door, I had nigga letterman. Jump shot still active, Bubsy? Of course. Oh. I was active, I'm just saying. I don't focus on that type of shit. Of course not. I, I've been stopped focusing on sports, even though I'm table tennis champion. No, when I say... Oh, no, no. Come on, man. That table tennis is cheating because you have the joint in, your, in who, your building and you're practicing and working on it every day. Practice. You have to practice he anything to be great. He practices every day, Practice goes bro. with anything. Anything you do to be great, you must practice. He practices every day while he's smoking send, weed. Send your best player my way, man. Put some money up, man. I don't care who you with. I got, I got one more question. Yeah. What's up, baby? But, Talk to me. Before we wrap this up, mm-hmm. why am I not hosting the Smokers Club Festival in I'm LA? At the end of April thirtieth. Hello, he I could, it. He could. He said he know me. He could, he could bring me on too. He <laughs> could bring his listen, man and co-host listen, that listen, joint. Listen, listen, when it comes to the weed shit, right? I've been manifesting a lot of things. Okay, I told you I've been waiting for it to legalize since twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. I mean, since two thousand. Yeah, but but twenty twenty was when it was reality. Twenty twenty was my vision in twenty ten. Okay, I had an epiphany then of twenty twenty being a vision, exactly, which required me to fall back and sit back and wait for my opportunity and stay in a safe place. Because even though I was doing Purple City in the 2000s, I still had 14 weed arrests from 2000 to 2009. You understand what I'm saying though? Yeah. Okay? After 2010, when I was like, I'm going to fall back, I never went back to jail. Gotcha. And I figured it out as far as the weed shit. Mm -hmm. So when 2020 hit, you dig what I'm saying? It was like a boom for me. Mm. Because now everything I've been doing, I'm the leader of the pack. I've been doing this shit before everybody as far as marketing and branding. And you sacrifice my I sacrifice a lot. I sacrifice my body of going to jail. Exactly. And, and people being like, that nigga's that nigga just hustles. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Dame Dash back in the days, you know what I'm saying? He ultimated me kind of sort of like what you gonna, yo, what's up, man? You doing pretty good with the music. What you gonna do? You gonna rap or you gonna fuck with the music or you gonna fuck with the weed shit? Wow. I was like, I felt some type of way back then. I really was like, oh, get this thing away from me, man. Fuck is he talking about, man? I'm getting more money than all these rappers on this side. And you ask me about what I'm gonna do, nigga. Like, I'm I'm really shocked that Dane would, would but, actually say that. No, no, that no. To but you. he said it in a positive way, though. He wasn't okay. trying to like downplay me. Oh, I got I was you. just at that time. You. He was like, Oh, you're doing good at music. Choose up. Mm-hmm. Cause you can't do everything. You can't do everything. And I just felt like me signing up for music all the way. Was kind of like outside the box for me because that wasn't my niche. I mean, I'm gonna add this. It wasn't my niche. I never felt like doing music was my niche. Marketing was my niche, and by the time I was ready to stop doing music, I cleverly got my way out without having to be like, I'm stuck in the label. Fuck the label. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even though that type of shit went on, mm-hmm. but I kept it private because I didn't have to make it public because I really wanted to get out. I didn't want to be trapped in and be like. You know what I'm saying? We worked it out. No, we're not working out nothing. I'm over with that shit. It's done. 
But that was the wave back then. It left a bad taste in my mouth. Pause. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It just was like, I don't want to do this shit. I'm just focused on weed and my weed business. We started Smokers Club in 2010. Mm. National tour, 35 cities, biggest names in cannabis. (sighs) I hosted every show. That's what I said I was going to do. I was like, yo, listen, man. I'm not rapping. I'm going to bring out all the rappers. I'm going to provide the platform. And this is what I'm going to do. So even right now with this fest, I've been waiting for this fest. It really was supposed to happen last year, but COVID fucked our shit oh, up. Oh, this is the first one? This is the first one since COVID. Oh, since COVID. Mm-hmm. Since oh, COVID. I got you. I got you. I got you. But it seems different now. It's different because it's legal everywhere. Okay. And we're really a force. And we're Is in- it outside now? Because your flyer looks like it's outside. It's definitely outside. It's, it's a festival. New, was it outside? Okay. This this why. So the wasn't tours, it a party before? Wasn't it a so tour? So the tours show? were in arenas. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Okay. But right before COVID, we had did a festival, an okay. outdoor festival, and it was a huge success for us. And at that point, we were about to switch our whole shit up. Like, we were like, we're not doing tours no more. It's too long, too much overhead. We're not making the money that we want to. This one-day festival shit is the way for us. Mm. You did now, now, now I, okay, you just dropped the jewel on me. Right. Now I see why people are doing the festivals as opposed so to- much instead of the tours like how you did it because you can get it one shot deal and get everybody to come on at one time by the being see i i wasn't thinking about that because i'm like yo like why everybody doing the festival blase blase blah bringing them to one place don't you want to do the tour so you can like touch down in each city and learn the people and spread your vibe that way. But if people coming out to the whole festival, it's like one-stop shop. I pay for everybody. And they do it like it once is. a month. And, and right? now that we have this this whole online culture, it yeah. helps it better. It just makes it better because people don't think that they can just get it everywhere. Like You know what I'm saying? It's like, we got to go there. We got to get this shit one time drop. It's just better vibes. I don't know, man. COVID changed that for us, though. You know what I'm saying? We had to just like move with the times and you know what I'm saying? You did. And we came out of it successfully because I told you, I was already on break by the time COVID hit. You dig what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We already had um, the merchandise was already doing great. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? To where I'm comfortable. You dig what I'm saying? I'm already comfortable. I'm not chasing nothing. I'm not trying to be lit for nobody. I'm not. I already got enough kids, so I'm not. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you said enough kids. Yeah, oh, my like. Man. I love all my kids, you know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, it's just like, what's, yeah. what's next? Like, I'm not chasing shit. I'm cool. Like, and now it's legal. We got weed in stores, California market, you know what I'm saying? The merchandise is doing great. You know, I and have just popping. Believe that. I have a new title for New York, you know what's what I'm saying? Oh, you're going to debut that title? I mean, I'm chairman of a, of a you know, oh. cannabis committee in New York State. So, you dig what I'm saying? That means you're dictating policy. I'm, you know, I'm trying to. I don't really want to let everything out the Understood. bag. I just want to keep my job, my job, and not he he, he broadcast it until it's time for me to I got to, to dress. You know, my constituents. And, Listen, and he's gonna is. call you because because that means you you can green like light. like yeah. 420. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. VA High Tide Cannabis Summit. That's where I'm at. You know Ooh. what I'm saying? Speaking on the panel with Dame Dash. Okay. You know, it's gonna be interesting because, like I told you, it was like. It's like, what you talking about? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What you talking about, Dave? Because he's a businessman. He know how to do business. He know how to make money. Oh, listen. But, he's a genius. But you know, the thing that disturbs me about the cannabis shit is that for so long, so many, like, you see how you was like, I don't want to go to the spot and chill. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That shit be like, I've, I've done took so many mental notes of that type of shit of who's who and how people feel. 
So now that it's legal and people be like, yo, what's up? I need some info. And I, I'm like, get the fuck away from me, man. Like, don't mm-hmm. ask me none of that shit, man. When I was telling you what it was adamantly, you was acting like I was a drug dealer, nigga. Fuck is you talking about, man? Now you're a businessman. I've been a businessman. Yeah. No, that's what in their eyes. That's what they like. Yeah, oh, he's yeah, a businessman now. Yeah. 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 I am the business. Dame. Dame told me that. He told me that about eight years ago. Like, damn, you are the business. How you pull that off? You know what I'm saying? So he from Harlem, so he know the vibes. You dig what Man. I'm saying? Yo. Yeah, yo, that's it, right there. That's it. I don't need that say, Yo, Shice Bubs, tell them how they can find you. I'm out here, man. Smokers Club. Just pray and you can find me, man. And that's it. <laughs> yo, yo, this is 50. Heineken. ESSO. Everyone see Sounds Official. Shice Bubs. Oh, yeah. Make sure you tune into my podcast, The Heavy Smoke. Oh, you already know. Can't forget about that. Catch us up there soon, too. Kiki. Bow.